Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. As I continue to attempt to preview the 2020 Major League Baseball season in the hopes that we have a 2020 Major League Baseball season, I'm looking into prospects that might have Dynasty League value in the next couple of seasons. I tend to use a one- to two-year timeline for keeper leagues because, depending on how many minor leaguers you're allowed to keep, it can be a big ask to wait for four or five years for a player, not to just reach the major leagues, but to get to a place where they can make a positive contribution that matters to a fantasy owner. Another reason to use the one- to two-year timeline is no offense to fantasy leagues, and we like to think that our keeper leagues are going to last forever. They don't have the same kind of anchors the way the real Major League Baseball does. Right? Major League Baseball isn't suddenly going to go away. Now, the 2020 season uh, notwithstanding, you know that the league is going to try and continue. Sometimes when you're in a fantasy league, it doesn't quite work that way. And all of a sudden, people bail, and and you've invested in players for three and four years down the road, and for not. So that is another reason why, uh, when it comes to fantasy leagues, I, I tend to look at a one- to two-year timeline so that you have a pretty good idea that the league is still going to be in place. Anyway, when it comes to prospects, we're generally scouting by numbers and scouting reports because, you know, who has the time or or ability to get out to see all these players in, in a bunch of different leagues and, frankly, around the world? So, fortunately, there are many uh, lists of top prospects, and MLB.com has a great one. Uh, Baseball America has been doing this forever. Baseball Prospectus has uh, a good list, and Keith Law for The Athletic. Uh, also provides uh, great analysis on his top 100. And so that's a good starting point uh, for players that you probably haven't seen play. Uh, Now, I've touched on these principles in previous podcasts, but here are a few guidelines when it comes to picking prospects for fantasy baseball. And first off, as always, I don't care about fielding. Uh, At least I don't care about it any more than how it relates to whether a player will get playing time or not, or what position uh, the player will play. Uh, Because, look, a player, as long as they're getting regular bats, that's what you need for fantasy production. Whether you need that player to play a certain position, you know, if he's a prospect coming up at, at shortstop, for example, well, they're going to have to be able to field the position uh, in order to remain a shortstop. So there, there is some relevance to uh, how they're playing in the field, but uh, the bottom line uh, when it comes to taking a prospect is, you know, as long as their fielding isn't going to keep them from getting into a major league lineup, uh, that's more than enough for me. Uh, when it comes to hitters, their production obviously matters. Uh, I don't like the idea uh, of investing in someone who's still struggling uh, to put it all together in the minor leagues. You know, there might be all kinds of scouting reports say, oh, the, the bat speed is great and um, should be able to hit for power. But if you haven't seen it yet, particularly when you're getting, you know, within a year or two of, of the major leagues, uh, it becomes a little bit harder to... Uh, take them as a, as a cornerstone piece for your franchise. Uh, so uh, walk-to-strikeout ratio is one of the things I, I like to look at for hitters and strikeout-to-walk ratio for pitchers. Uh, both are decent indicators of uh, approach and whether a player is overmatched at their current level. For me, it's hard to project future success uh, if those ratios so, show potential trouble. Uh, generally, uh, it's difficult for a rookie pitcher uh, to be an impact performer uh, so my tendency uh, is to move towards hitters uh, that are within a year or two of the big leagues. Now, that doesn't come with any guarantees. And sometimes uh, when you're doing, you know, dynasty league picks or what have you, uh, the market will move in a different direction. Uh, and so maybe you end up 
uh, picking, you know, a pitcher who's four years away and uh, because that's where value is. But generally, I tend to focus uh, my dynasty league prospects towards hitters that are within a year or two of the big leagues. One more factor uh, to take into account is age relative to the level of play. Obviously, younger is better. Uh, there's more upside, greater potential for the future. There's also a chance to turn things around. If you've, uh, you know, a 19-year-old runs into into trouble at high A ball or double A, well, there's time for them to to bounce back the following season and, and get back on track. Uh, if you're 24 years old at double A and all of a sudden you either run into injuries or or slump, uh, it becomes really hard to project a, a an impressive major league career at that point. So keep in mind. Uh, the value of prospects isn't limited to just what they can do for your team statistically. Uh, they can also be valuable trade chips. And in some cases, that might be the, the greater value uh, in terms of fantasy is having these players that you can offer up uh, as trade chips if you're a contender. So don't fall in love with your prospects. Uh, and if they might be able to provide immediate help for you, that, that might be worthwhile too. So a reminder, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. And so today, uh, we'll continue the look uh, at more Dynasty League prospects, starting with the Los Angeles Dodgers, a championship contender that still has some, some top-notch prospects. And we'll start with second baseman Gavin Lux. His first round picks in, in 2016, Lux had modest numbers with the Dodgers last season, hitting 240 and 82 plate appearances, but he raked in the minors last season, clubbing 26 home runs while hitting 347 with a 1028 OPS between double and triple A. If Lux can be a productive big league hitter, there's an opportunity to provide big fantasy value at second base. Now, he could also play shortstop, but as long as Corey Seager is with the Dodgers, uh, Lux looks like he's going to end up at second base. And if he does hit, uh, that's certainly an opportunity to provide big value relative to uh, what may be the weakest position uh, on the diamond. Uh, Next up for the Dodgers, right-handed pitcher Dustin May. A lanky 22-year-old was solid in 34 and two-thirds innings for the Dodgers last season posting a 3.63 ERA, 1.10 whip, with 32 strikeouts and 34 and two-thirds innings. In 20 minor league starts, he had a 3.38 ERA, 1.13 whip, and 110 strikeouts in 106 and two-thirds innings. All of these credentials sure make it look like May is ready for his shot in the major leagues. Yet, as the season was about to begin, it looked like he was going to be the sixth man in the Dodgers' five-man rotation. So he's close, just might need an opportunity to to create a, a regular spot in the Dodgers rotation for him. Uh, another pitcher for the Dodgers, right-handed pitcher Josiah Gray. Acquired from the Reds in a deal that included Matt Kemp, Yasiel Puig, and Alex Wood going to Cincinnati. Uh, Gray is a 22-year-old who dominated in 25 starts at three minor league levels last season. He finished with a 2.28 ERA, 0.99 whip, and 147 strikeouts in 130 innings. In another organization, he might be right on on the edge of a major league rotation, Uh, given the fact that May is still kind of on the outside looking in at the Dodgers rotation, Gray falls, you know, one more spot behind him, but he should be fairly close uh, to the major leagues. And though the Dodgers have really good prospects, but it's more of a challenge for them to get into the lineup because of how strong the team is. So such are the, uh, the challenges facing a championship caliber team. So next up, the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks have some quality prospects, but the best of them are on the younger side. And, you, you know, given my disclaimer at the beginning, I tend to like guys who are a little bit closer uh, to the major leagues. So start with outfielder Christian Robinson. 
He's a 19-year-old from the Bahamas. And Robinson has played 126 minor league games, putting up 20 home, 21 home runs, 29 steals, while hitting 281 with an 839 OPS. He's at least a couple of years away, maybe more. But there's obviously some interesting upside if you're willing to wait. Another 19-year-old outfielder, Alec Thomas, was a second-round pick in 2018, and he hit 300 with an 829 OPS last season. It would be nice to see more power. He has 10 home runs and 506 plate appearances last season, but he's 19. Maybe there's some time for that power to develop. But, uh, like Robinson, it should be several years before Thomas is an impact major leaguer. Catcher Dalton Varsho is a second-round pick in 2017. The 23-year-old is closer to the big leagues, and he could be an impact bat at catcher, which is obviously unusual. At AA last season, Varsho hit 18 home runs and stole 21 bases while hitting 301 with an 899 OPS. Those are numbers that draw interest in any player, but especially for a catcher. However, that speed that Varsho showed may pull him out from behind the plate. If a team really wants to take advantage of his plus running, uh, you're, you're not going to want him down in the crouch uh, on a regular basis behind the plate. So keep an eye on catcher Dalton Varsho and whether he remains catcher Dalton Varsho or, or moves out to another position. Uh, there's always uh, greater fantasy appeal when it comes to Colorado Rockies prospects, as you might uh, imagine because of how favorable their park is for hitters. So let's start with second baseman Brendan Rodgers. Third overall pick in 2015, Rodgers has been a top prospect ever since, and he's getting close, but he also suffered a shoulder injury last season. He didn't do much in 25 games for the Rockies last year, but he did hit nine home runs and posted a 350 batting average in 37 games at AAA. You know, give Rodgers a chance, and, and you never know. You might get some uh, really strong numbers, but at the same time, uh, he's also having a bit of a battle trying to stay healthy, and, and that can be a real risk for you when you're looking for a Dynasty League player. Next up for the Rockies is a pitcher. Well, and while Rockies bats are appealing, I'm always wary of looking at their pitchers. Uh, and so left-handed pitcher Ryan Rolison is a 21-year-old southpaw uh, who struck out 132 and 131 innings, but he also had a 4.40A and a 1.35 whip. Now, the the risk that comes with any Rockies pitcher is that you know their home park isn't going to be a true reflection uh, of their ability, and I think the same would uh, apply to where Rolison uh, his minor league numbers last year uh, that. Is maybe not a true reflection of his of his real ability, but for fantasy owners, you don't get to, um, you know you don't get graded on a curve, uh, so you, you can take advantage of the bats in the Rockies uh, dynasty leagues. Uh, but when it comes to their pitchers, there's a real risk that you know maybe he's a really good pitcher, but he's going to have a hard time keeping uh, his numbers low enough to provide super fantasy value. Um, anyway, next up for the Rockies is third baseman and outfielder uh, Ryan Vallade, a 21-year-old who had 49 extra base hits and 24 stolen bases, uh, hitting 303 with an 832 OPS and high A ball last season. Uh, that's production that should play in the big leagues as long as he continues on this path for a couple more seasons. Uh, first baseman Michael Toglia, uh, first-round pick out of UCLA last summer. He did hit nine home runs in 41 games of low A pro ball, after finishing up his collegiate season with the Bruins. Uh, he's probably a couple years away, but the six foot five switch hitter does have promising power potential. Let's move on from the Rockies uh, down to the San Diego Padres, where they have the best pitching prospect in baseball, left-handed pitcher Mackenzie Gore. Uh, the third overall pick in 2017 made 20 starts last season between high A and double A. 
And Gore finished with a 1.69 ERA, 0.83 whip, striking out 135 in 101 innings. That's utterly dominant. And that's the kind of profile uh, that should land him in the major leagues very soon. Uh, Next up for the Padres is shortstop C.J. Abrams. The sixth pick in the 2019 draft, Abrams jumped right into rookie league ball and hit 401 with an 1104 OPS, stealing 14 bases in 32 games. The 19-year-old is going to need some time, and he may need to find a new position, presuming that Fernando Tatis Jr. is still working at shortstop for the Padres. But when Abrams Abrams is ready to compete for a major league job, he does have some assets that will uh, interest you as a dynasty league owner. Another one for the Padres is a pitcher, uh, right-handed pitcher Luis Patino. Uh, The 20-year-old Colombian right-hander has developed nicely in the past couple of seasons. In the past two years, he's pitched 178 innings spread between A, high A, and double A ball. And Patino's posted a 2.38 ERA, 1.10 whip, and 221 strikeouts. It's pretty easy to get excited about those numbers. Catcher Luis Campusano was the second-round pick in 2017. His bat took a big step forward last season as he hit 15 home runs with a 325 batting average and a 906 OPS at high A. A catcher who can hit is a valuable commodity, obviously. That's in real-life Major League Baseball or in fantasy. Finally, the San Francisco Giants are going to need some fresh young talent in their lineup. And some of these guys might take a little while before they're really ready to make an impact in the big leagues. But let's start with catcher Joey Bart, the second overall pick in 2018. Bart reached AA last season and hit 16 home runs with a 278 batting average and an 824 OPS. His power potential could make Bart a difference maker at a position that doesn't have a lot of offensive difference makers. The question really is whether Bart's not whether he's going to provide power because that seems fairly safe, but whether he's going to hit for a high enough average in the major leagues uh, to go with that power. And, and that matters obviously for fantasy owners too. It's one thing to get a catcher who can hit you 20 home runs or 25 home runs, but there's a big difference between the guy who does it hitting 275 and the one who does it hitting 225. Anyway, next up for the Giants is shortstop Marco Luciano. Uh, the 18-year-old Dominican shortstop is young for my tastes in terms of uh, Dynasty League prospects, uh, but he might be worthy of an exception. He spent most of his time in rookie ball last season, where he hit 10 home runs with a 322 batting average and 1055 OPS in 38 games. There are still hurdles to overcome as he works his way through the Giants organization, but Luciano has a high ceiling. Outfielder Helio Ramos. The 20-year-old was a first-round pick in 2017 and split last season between high A and double A, hitting 16 home runs with a 290 batting average and 850 OPS. He's young, but already very advanced in terms of his level, so he's worth the investment for Dynasty League owners. Even if it takes a couple of years, it looks like Ramos is on the right track. Left-handed pitcher Seth Corey. 2019 was an outstanding season for the 21-year-old, who spent the whole year in A-ball dominating. He finished with a 1.76 ERA, 1.07 whip, with 172 strikeouts in 122 and two-thirds innings. Corey is still ways from the major leagues, but those numbers are too good to be ignored. And finally, outfielder Hunter Bishop. The 10th overall pick last summer, Bishop slugged 22 home runs for Arizona State and then hit five more in 32 games of pro ball. Power is his calling card, and he'll have to prove that he can hit for enough average to make it as a major league regular. But if you're looking for a lottery ticket that might have some value down the road, uh, consider Hunter Bishop uh, in the Giants organization. So that wraps up my division-by-division look at Dynasty League prospects. I think the next stage of this perpetual preview is going to be going team-by-team, looking at rosters, projections, and so on, 
uh, with the idea that there is going to be a 2020 Major League Baseball season in some, in some form or fashion. Hopefully, and my fingers are crossed hard here, uh, by the time we get to the end of that section of the team-by-team previews, uh, we just might have some idea when or if uh, baseball is going to come back for the 2020 season. So send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. And if you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for fantasy news and analysis.